Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Hi, everyone. We're going to be exploring another passage here in just a moment, but before we dive in, as we always do, we would really encourage you, if you haven't subscribed to our channel, if you haven't set notifications, all that, it really does help uh, to jump in and watch these kind of as soon as we put them out each and every, well, each and every other Thursday. That's right. Yeah. And so we hope that they're being beneficial. It's great hearing back from some of you. And the more you can share them out, the better. And what passage would you like to see us discuss and why? Yeah. So today we're going to be discussing one that came in just this past week or two. We're going to look at 1 John, specifically I think verses like 3 through 5 is where we're going to be centered. Well, we're actually going to be in chapter 1. Chapter verses, 1, verses 3 through 5. Well, we're going to 3 through a little bit further down, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll yep. see where we need to go with this. Absolutely. But here in 1 John chapter 1, and specifically looking at the concept of fellowship. That's right. Within John's writing here. That's right. So I know a lot of uh, people have a lot of different views about fellowship and practical applications of it, but let's... Let's go simple here, and then we'll go into some practical applications. Okay. So if you would, read for us verses 1 and 2, Jed, of 1 John 1. Sure. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testify to it, and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was made manifest to us. All right, if you'll notice in this passage, there are a lot of first-person things that John had done empirically. He says mm -hmm. in verse 1, we've seen, we've heard, we've looked at, yeah. we've touched. He says again in verse 2, we've seen and we testify. Yeah. The entire book of John, the gospel of John, is uh, a testimony it says so in John 21, 24, mm -hmm. and he talks about the fact that this witness has seen, the actual apostle had seen Jesus, had experienced the earthly Jesus. But, right. uh, you know, we talk about uh, studying the gospel and sharing the gospel with other people. Uh, the gospel of John, its very purpose was so that you may believe that Jesus mm -hmm. is the Christ. Right. the Son of God, and that believing you may have life. So it was an evangelistic yeah. outreach. So those testimonies of what was seen have to be shared with other people. And verse 3, which is one of our target verses, okay. tells us why that testimony has to be shared with other people. Yeah, he says... And, go ahead. He says, That which we have seen and have heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. All right, you emphasize very well, so that, mm -hmm. and so that tells you why this testimony has to be shared with other people. Yeah. So that you too may have fellowship. The word fellowship is koinonia, mm -hmm. and uh, you have, um, you know, the, the English word fellowship, you have the word fellow yeah. in it. And if you go back to English usages of that, if you're a fellow of this college or if you're a fellow of that certain organization, yeah. that means you participate. You have a part in it, see? Hmm. And so um, fellowship means in this particular verse, in verse 3, 
something we share with God by virtue of the gospel, okay. which we can also share with other people who share that same relationship with God. Mm. So fellowship is an accepting relationship with God. It's not that we accept God, but that's part of it. It's that God accepts us. Mm. Okay. See, that's what fellowship actually is. It's this this saving, accepting, comfortable friendship, relationship between us and God. Could we say it's like something that binds us together? It's a commonality? Is that... Yeah, it's a relationship, okay. a good one, between us and God. It's, it's not where we're separated from Him. It's where we're reconciled to Him. Yeah. And so... The reason that we preach the gospel is for all those people who do not have mm, do not have fellowship, fellowship yeah. with God okay. and need to have it. And so until they hear the gospel and can respond to it, in John's gospel, uh, chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, as many as received Jesus, mm -hmm. to them gave he power to be children of God, even to those who believe on his name, who were born. Not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the yeah. will of man, but of God. So those that receive Jesus mm -hmm. are those that have heard the gospel and are responding to the gospel by bringing Jesus into their life and trusting him and building this relationship with him. Yeah. So John is using the same language. Again, we've talked before about like using same writers and same writings to mean the same things. He's right. bringing that same concept from John Gospel of chapter one into this first letter. That's right. And, okay. And in John seventeen, when Jesus prayed for his apostles, you know, he prayed for them in John seventeen, nine through nineteen. But in John seventeen twenty, he says, I don't just pray for these apostles alone, but for all those who believe on me how mm. through their word. There we go. And that is the gospel that we have. And the gospel that uh, John is uh, talking about that we have to share so that people can have fellowship with us and with the Father and with His Son. So it's a, an understanding of an acceptance of this gospel message that brings us into fellowship with others and God Himself. Right. It's, it's an understanding and accepting of the gospel message and a response where that we actually act on it and enter into this relationship. Okay. So that we have fellowship. Yeah. Now, when we move on down through the passage, um, if you go down to verse 6 mm -hmm. of the passage, read 6 and 7 there for us. It says, if we say we have fellowship with him, him being with Christ Jesus, I'm assuming. If God and Christ, yes. Okay. While we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. All right, again, we have this word fellowship, mm. which um, we had back up in verse 3, where we learned that it is a relationship between us and God and Christ. Okay. And a relationship we then share with other people that have that same relationship. Here we uh, see that receiving fellowship in the first place means hearing and obeying the gospel. But next, what do we do to maintain that relationship with God in Christ? We're walking with him in the light. Yes. So so walking is how you live. Okay. 
And um, in the Gospel of John, he talks about walking in the light and walking in darkness. Uh, look at John 8, 12. Gospel of? Gospel of. You don't have 8 in the <laughs> I know. first John. We just want to make it clear. John's Gospel 8, verse 12. Okay. By the way, when you read 1 John, you need to have read the Gospel of John so that you can understand the terminology. <laughs> All right. John 8, 12. Yep. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. All right, so walking in darkness means you're not really following Jesus. You're not really keeping his commands. You're not really walking with Jesus. Mm. You're walking in darkness. But walking in the light mm -hmm. means that you're you're following Jesus because he says there in John 8, 12. Yeah. See? He says, I am the light. Yep. So Jesus is the light. And if you walk in the light, see, if you look at verse 7, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, mm -hmm. 1 John 1, verse 7, we have fellowship. So when we walk where Jesus walked, we walk with Jesus, we're in fellowship. When we walk away from Jesus into the darkness, we're not in fellowship. Okay. So now it's more trying to tie these things together. It's kind of the first step is the, I assent to these things. I understand these things. I'm going to have some sort of response. And that response becomes actions that continue to tie you, to bind you, yes. to bring you together in this so, daily life. So verse 3 is about how you enter into this relationship okay. of fellowship. Verses 6 and 7 is about how do you maintain that relationship. Because mm. we all know that we can form a relationship with somebody, yeah. but then we can easily break that relationship or walk away from that yeah. relationship. Uh, Amos said, how can two walk together unless they are agreed, you know? Yeah. So if Jesus is walking that way, but I want to go a different way, I'm not going to have that same mm. relationship. Another thing we might point out here in verse uh, six, mm -hmm. walking in the darkness means not practicing the truth. Mm -hmm. In John 8, uh, 31 and 32, Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you shall know the truth. Yeah. And the truth shall make you free. But it's not just about knowing the truth. It's about practicing the truth. Yeah. And that's walking in the light. Mm -hmm. But if, if we're walking in the light, we continue to have this fellowship and we're cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the whole implication, not implication, he says it clearly in verse six is that we can lose fellowship. Yeah. And if, if we lose it, the New Testament teaches that um, we must turn back to God to regain it, or the church must publicly recognize that we have lost that fellowship and um, say that. Yeah. So if you go back to verse 3, the okay. relationship is horizontal and vertical. True. With people and with God. But the relationship with the people is predicated on the relationship mm. with God. Yeah. So because that's what that's the binding element. Like there is nothing to have fellowship in if there's not God right. that we're having fellowship with. So, you know, on verse three, think of first Corinthians one nine where it says, He called you into the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ. Well, he does that by the preaching of the gospel. Mm. See? 
And so that's how we're called into the fellowship. But then um, we have the same uh, 1 Corinthians uh, talking about fellowship being displayed in the Lord's Supper. Read 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 16, and 17. The Lord's Supper is a big display of horizontal and vertical fellowship. Okay, chapter 10, verses... 16 and 17, 1 Corinthians. The cup of blessing that we bless is not... a is it not a participation of the blood of Christ? Okay, yours says participation, but that's koinonia, same mm. word as we have here in First John. Mm. The bread that we break, is it not a koinonia, a participation, a fellowship in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. So the fellowship that we share every single day in Christ is demonstrated when we share or participate or have fellowship in the bread and the wine, and we're saying to each other, I have fellowship with you because mm -hmm. you and I have fellowship with God, and we accept each other as God accepts us. Yeah. Now, as we're coming around to that, and you made the comment about we can lose this fellowship. Yes. Now, a lot of people will then go, oh, does that mean that we have to live perfect? We have to get everything right. We have to, like, apologize for every little wrong that we do because, you know, suddenly if we mess up, we've now lost fellowship. No, because in our very passage that we're studying in 1 John, yes. he, he says, a, was a setup. Lead, he's leading me. It's a leading um, question. <laughs> in verse 8, it says in 1 John 1, 8, if we say that we don't have any sin, mm -hmm. we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So... All of us sin from time to time, but we're still striving to do the will of God and we're penitent of that sin and yeah. we're still trying to follow Jesus and walk in the light. Well, verse 7 says, in that case, the blood of Christ is continually cleansing us yeah. of our sins. Yeah, I just always want to make sure that that's really clear in the message because so many people can then get into that cycle of, oh, no, I've got to get everything right. I can't mess up, you know. No, if, if we, we mess up and that's why Jesus died. Amen. <laughs> but we do lose fellowship if we intentionally, continually walk in the darkness yeah. impenitently because there's an if in verse 9 which says... Mm -hmm. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All right. So the confession of our sins to God is a way of life. Yeah. And we, we, we tr keep trying to walk with God. It's those who don't keep trying to walk with God that lose fellowship. Yeah. And then verse uh, chapter 5 of Corinthians says, in such a case, the church needs to recognize mm. that and yeah. say, this person has been um, walking in darkness and has no yeah. desire to repent. And so we need to publicly withdraw the fellowship. We're just recognizing something there that God has already done. Which is what he says in verse 10, kind of the, the opposite of verse 9, whereas if you confess, he's faithful. But verse 10, if we say we haven't sinned, well, that makes him a liar and the word is not in us. Yep. You know? And so he's basically going, so the walking in darkness isn't, oh, you messed up once. It's, I've decided this isn't really a sin. I don't, I'm not really abiding in the truth that has brought us together. I'm going to do what I place. want to do, whether God wants me to or not, and nobody can tell me otherwise. Yeah. Now, good comment on that. If you'll go to 1 John 5, verse 16. Okay. Read that one for us. 5, 16 says, If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, 
he shall ask, and God will give him life. To those who commit sins that do not lead to death, there is a sin that leads to death. Keep going. I do not say that one should pray for that. All right, so the, there's a sin which does not lead to death, which you were talking about that we all commit, mm. where we're still trying to do God's will. Yeah. God, can, God forgives those as we acknowledge them to him. He always yeah. cleanses us from those sins. But the sin that leads to death, if you go back to chapter 1, verse 9, mm. is the one you won't confess, you won't turn from, the one that you insist right. on having without repentance. Which I know a lot of people spend hours and hours of debate and ink trying to figure out what that one sin is. It's not one sin. It's <laughs> one you won't confess. There we go. One you won't turn from. Yeah. So fellowship is precious. Fellowship is for those people who have heard the gospel, and because of it, we embrace Jesus on his terms, and mm. we walk with Jesus. Um, in uh, you know the second chapter of 1 John, he talks about uh, verse 4, chapter 2, verse 4, read that one. 2, verse 4, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. And in verse 6, verse 6, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. All right, so our continued fellowship with Jesus is contingent upon our pursuit of a way of life. Hmm. Do you like the way I put that pursuit I do. of the way of life? Because I think that, that that leads me to, when we think about fellowship, typically we almost cheapen it to just mean, hey, we got together, we talked, we had a meal. Mm -mm. But what this is trying to draw us to is that understanding of not only are you pursuing it on your own, but you're pursuing it in fellowship with the others who are all pursuing God in the same way. Yes. So there's a binding and a strength. So there's lots of verses for that too, yep. that pulls us all together and helps us walk this path together. Yes. And, and as you say, the thing that binds us, you know, we have an old song, blessed be the tie that binds. Well, mm -hmm. the tie that binds us is this fellowship, this relationship right. that we have with God, which we share with each other. We eat meals with lots of people with whom we do not have fellowship. True fellowship with. And yeah. we, we may eat meals in the church building uh, as potlucks with people that we do not have fellowship with. But what we're trying to do is build a relationship mm. and share the gospel so that they can have fellowship with us. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Okay. So it's a much richer word, I think. It's than a very we, rich word. Than we typically give it credit for. Yeah. And it's... It is the thing that life is about is fellowship with God. In mm. fact, in in John's gospel, the word the word eternal life, two words, eternal life, spiritual life is equal to mm. fellowship. Ah. So a spiritual life is one of fellowship. That's right. In John, uh, John 17 verse 3, he kind of explains this in his own terms, what eternal life actually is. Let's say 17.3, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. It's not just knowing about him, it's knowing him personally in mm. a personal relationship. That is yeah. what fellowship is, that is what eternal life is. Hmm. All right. And on that note, I think that's that's a pretty good wrap on that one. Yeah, that was a good talk. Yeah. Good talk, Jed. Well, thanks. Thanks, yeah. Dan. <laughs> Jed leads me in these talks. He it, leads me. 
He leadeth me. I know we got a, we got songs all over the place. Oh, here. blessed thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But we are so glad to have the opportunity to do this. We're glad that y'all join us on the regular basis, and thank you for sending that one in. Uh, there's there's lots of passages to discuss, more than just hey, I want to know an answer to this question, but to really understand the depths of the scriptures. Yes, and and you know. We don't have a particular agenda in discussing whatever passage you ask about. Mm. You, if you ask about a passage, we're going to do our best to bring out what yeah. that passage actually says in its context, and hopefully that'll be helpful. Yeah, hopefully it it uh, encourages us all, maybe spurs some more thought. Um, I'm sure as you're listening, maybe you thought of some other passages that you're like, wait, does that relate to that? Or I have a question how this ties in. Send them in. We can discuss those as we go along as well. So we're thankful for your time, Dan. Thankful for all of yours. Thanks. Push push that little like thing and push that little subscribe thing. (laughs) But overall, we hope that this encourages you to be in God's Word and in fellowship with Him. Amen. So have a great week, everybody. See you next time.